Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tip Show. Show. A show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interests in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And here to show you how is your host, is your host Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. They say it's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, for many social media marketers, it can also be the most stressful time of the year. So how do you take downtime with your family when managing multiple social media accounts during the holidays? Are there any helpful tools that can aid in scheduling social media posts? Should you shoot live video when you go a-wassling? And how does one go a-wassling anyway? Well, those questions and more will be answered on today's show. But first, have you headed over to manlypinterestips.com and downloaded my free tackle box? It's full of some of my favorite tools that I use to create my images and boost my productivity. Quit fishing for resources and go download my free Manly Pinterest Tips tackle box at manlypinterestips.com. I'm very excited to have social media superstar Peg Fitzpatrick back on the show today to talk about social media tips for the holidays. Peg Fitzpatrick is the co-author of The Art of Social Media, Power Tips for Power Users with Guy Kawasaki. She's been seen on Time, Huffington Post, Inc. Magazine, and NPR's Tech Nation. She also runs social media campaigns for some of the top companies around. She spearheaded successful social media campaigns for Motorola, Audi, Google, Virgin, and more. I had Peg on the show about the same time last year to talk about the same topic, but so much has changed, and she shares even more great tips on the show today. Now, this interview that I did with Peg was a live show where the audience was able to interact with myself, guests, and each other. If you'd like to be a part of one of our live shows, make sure to head on over to manlypinterestships.com and join our email community to find out when our next live show is. Come join us where you can ask your own questions during the show. Peg has taught me more than anyone else on how to succeed on social media and has become a great friend. No matter how many times I talk with her, I always learn something new or discover a new technique, and I know you will too. So let's jump right into my conversation with Peg Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much for being back on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I love many Pinterest tip show. And I'm like obsessed with Pinterest. I know you are. You are the one who got me in Pinterest uh, back in the day, probably what, three or four years ago. And uh, following your tips helped me grow my account and makes it what it is today. So See how famous you are? You're all manly, interesting, tippy. Yeah, this this is before the beard, actually. So it's been a while. Or the beard. Yeah. You just had like when I first met Jeff, he barely had facial hair. That's right. It was just a little little goatee. A little goatee, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, I had Peg on last year on the podcast to talk about uh social media for the holidays and it was really, really well well received. A lot of people had some great comments and it was shared out a lot. So we wanted to do that again this year because things have changed. If you are a marketer in social media, uh, you need to be comfortable with change because it happens all the time, sometimes even weekly. So we're going to talk about holidays. Sometimes hourly. That's right. Facebook will roll out something, you know, and you have to change your whole page, your strategy. So it's crazy. 
So the holidays are a stressful time, you know, and I know you manage multiple social media accounts from large companies, some smaller companies, um, and the internet really doesn't take a break. So how do you keep it going and still, I mean, I see you're, you're baking like Martha, Martha Stewart's, you know, cinnamon rolls I see on Instagram. So how do you manage to, you know, take care of your business, but also, uh, you know, have time for your family? Because, you, you know, you got grandkids and everything. So how do you do that? I do. Okay. First, I have to clarify. I make Pioneer Woman cinnamon rolls. Okay. Those are really she's, good. She's my OG food blogger. She was the first blog that I followed, like, ever, ever. Um, and that was back when she was just writing her family stories. And now she has a show on the Food Network. Yeah. So let's just talk about how blogging can change your life for a second. That's right. My Bobby friend. Way came to her house and did a Thanksgiving throwdown. And then I, I liked her, and then that happened, and I was like, can I still like her if Bobby Flay would? And then I was like, okay, I can still. <laughs> I love Bobby. I have to say I'm a Bob. I, I like Bobby Flay as much as I like Pinterest. Yeah, and my friend got to go. She went to her store, and she was there, and they got her picture oh, taken with her. It was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah I've actually met her, too. I met her at the Blogger Conference. I met her and one of her daughters. She's uh, lovely in person, yeah. and she's very shy, so public speaking is not her thing. Um, but anyway, back to what we were right, talking exactly. about. Holiday pinning, but she is a great example, honestly, of somebody who's reined in her, you know, it was just her, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And she was like, I need to do something. And she like loved, right. You know, she's great at photography. And she turned into that into one of the most amazing blogging stories ever, in my opinion. I mean, she's got great cookbooks and she's not a finely trained chef. She's actually just somebody who cooks really well. So it's, I love what she does. Um, yeah. So back to what the question was, how do I Alex keep her going during the holidays? Hmm. Okay. Well, being well organized is obviously the best thing. You got to know what you have to do, figure out what you need to do for your clients. This time of year is also hard because combined with the tough holidays, we're also like, what are we going to do for next year? You know, like it's, it's kind of like the combination of, I, I always feel like I need to be combining like what's going to be better next year because we have to be better next year. We can't just be right, the same. Exactly. Being the same would be so, so lame. We have to be better next year. So I'm always thinking about those two things at the same time, which is kind of, do you do that too? I kind of, yeah. And, and that was a question later on I wanted to ask too is one is how far of, 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 I mean, you probably already have your holiday stuff planned out for your clients and you've got it all scheduled and ready. How far ahead do you go to like do your content calendar? Are you like three months ahead? Or are you like, how, how far ahead do you get? I, I don't do that far ahead because I have too many. And I feel like at this point, things change too much. So I don't feel comfortable going out as far as I used to. I honestly used to go out a lot farther and there haven't been any changes lately with Facebook sizes, but it seems like things on Facebook, like, you know, for a while you had to use that weird longer size. Right, right. It wasn't like Twitter, but wasn't the same as Instagram. And then, you know, so I, I just don't go that far ahead anymore for Facebook scheduling because I feel like something's going to change and I'd have to go back. And the hardest thing is if you do a whole bunch out and then you have to change it all. Yes. That's kind of hard. So I mentally am always making the plans and I'm always like, here. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> there like, you go. Yeah. yeah. You can see the dates on there. Wait, I was not sure all the titles, but like, yeah. those are for next year's blog posts. Wow. <laughs> um, I have to tell you, working with other people to help helps too, like to push each other mm -hmm. to schedule. If you're a blogger or a small business owner and you're working independently, it is hard. So try to find a buddy, even if it's another small business, to help motivate you to work forward. 
But like I said, I don't go as far out as I used to for Facebook. Twitter, I will. And then Instagram, I am using Planoly more and more for my Instagram scheduling. But Instagram is just so organic for me. I don't go out that far, even though I could. Like I could schedule a whole month out, but I'm kind of like, I feel like it needs to be like what I'm feeling right now on Instagram. I don't even know if people care, but (laughs) comment on that. I need to know, do you guys actually care? Like, cause that's, I think about that. Like, I don't know it's it's what I'm thinking that day. Like literally what I'm doing on Instagram is what I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I, yeah, mine is like more raw. I mean, I I try to plan out some things that tie into my brand, but like the other day, I was at my barber who's an and there's awesome barber and she's like I've been going to her for like 15 years but she's got this old like historic barber shop in downtown Marshall Texas and she had all these antique stuff laid out so I took a picture of that and people loved it I mean so I think they they like getting behind the scenes and stuff as well as doing you know I'll put my blog stuff in there so yeah I think it's more it's more oh I need to put that would be a good post for Instagram today and I'm wherever I'm at yeah yeah yeah. So, so for that, I, you know, but I'm always thinking for the things, if I'm working with brand stuff that I'm thinking about, okay, like, you know, is there a launch? Is there like, I'm working on a launch later this month for a mm-hmm. brand. So I'm thinking about that, how I'm going to plan it. It's going to be video. It's going to be, you know, like I'm thinking about the pieces of that. So I pre-think a lot of things that I do and I take a lot of notes, but then I'm not scheduling out months in advance anymore because I feel like there's too many changes except for on our favorite Pinterest. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Pinterest, you can really plan out farther. And if you were doing campaigns, you do need to do them earlier because things take a little bit longer to marinate on Pinterest. Pinterest is like a fine steak, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. And you, and the thing is, is you, I mean, if you're thinking about Christmas now, you're too late. I mean, because it's you needed to be almost before Halloween. A lot of people had planned out their Christmas stuff. And so always, yeah, you march it even farther back for Pinterest. And, And it's easy, like with tools like with Tailwind where you can schedule that stuff out. Now, you know, we've kind of talked, you're a personal brand, I'm kind of a personal brand, but we also have clients that we deal with. So, and they give us money. So that's nice. So that's, we have to kind of take care of those. So, (laughs) um, and it's different. You know, I plan out like for the chocolate factory, they have Christmas sales going on. So that's kind of set in stone. They've already got stuff and personal brand is a little bit different, but do you go back and do like a year in review? I mean, all these, you know, a lot of these gurus are saying, you know, do a year in review, do an audit of yourself at the end of the year. And honestly, I have a little trouble sometimes with that because I'm too busy doing other stuff with clients. I mean, I think it's good to be reflective and see, but how, how much stock do you put in that and how important do you think it is to, I know you're big in stats, so I'm not saying to ignore that, but how much do you go back and say, okay, here's client X, uh, now and here's at the beginning of the year and here's me at the beginning of the year and here I am now. How, do you kind of do that kind of year in review? Um, I do. And I, I do I have like a little Instagram, I have a little Excel spreadsheet that I check numbers on just for like follower growth, you know, to see how things are. I, and I use Sprout Social for my reporting. So when I have client reporting that I'm doing, mm-hmm. I just do it in Sprout Social and it gives me a lot of great information. If it's Pinterest, I use Tailwind. Uh, Planoly has great stats too. So I do like to look at things and I'm actually using a new tool Uh-oh. that I have a re- and it gives like insane information. Are, that you, I'm sharing, are, you, are you just going to like, like, I'm not gonna it. share. <laughs> it's for my, it's for my, um, social media examiner for Uh-oh. social media marketing world. Oh, I can't give away all my secrets ahead of time. Otherwise why it. come to my session? Right. So yeah, uh, so I will share it eventually, but I have to say this tool is for big brands and it measures all the things like sentiment 
And like they have 200 data points that they use. Ooh, that's very cool. Yeah. So I'm- very deep. I'm sure Sprout Social has a ton too. Uh, but for, for most of my client work, I use Sprout Social because they do. Sprout Social costs a little bit more than some of the other programs. But if you're working with clients, it does really great client reports. That's cool. Um, that you can customize. So I do love that. I know Hootsuite does reports, but you have to pay for like each individual report. I feel like they, it's not as expensive, but then they're like, oh, you want a report today? Great. That's $20. And you, you want another right. report? I'm like, no, I just. And you get so many free and stuff. It's really confusing. Yeah, I don't like it much. So I'm, I try to like be fair and not only talk about Sprout Social, but I honestly just, I, I'm not, I don't even work, I work with them for webinars and stuff, but I don't get paid by Sprout Social. I just love them so much. They're just my favorite. So I, their reporting is is really good for me. I think obsessing um, about stats can be, I don't know, that seems so big brand to me. And I feel like big brands get mired in all that stuff. And I feel like a lot of times it's just justifying the cost for their services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if, 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 if agencies are working for them, I mean, do a, do we do 200 points of data really matter for your Facebook post or does it just matter that people liked it and they shared it? Yeah, I, I think say it's liked important. it and shared it. So, I mean, as an individual, I think um, it's just too much to focus on all that. If you're like you and I, Jeff, who it's you and I working with some clients, I think, you know, um, it's definitely we have to report and give people data. And it's great to do that. Like I had one client who I just stopped working with and I gave him like a year end report on everything. And I was like damn girl you you did good like i was like right like and then on to the next thing like I, right. but i was happy for yeah. i was happy for me it's and, and, and they were happy with the numbers too you know it, it's hard because um people hire you to do things and if they're hiring you to, to build their pinterest account for example it's not going to happen in a week or a month or maybe even two months it can take a while for things to right. happen and that's really hard for people to understand that you know yes this is like brand awareness and yes you're going to get people and you know we're working on things they take a while social media takes a while to kick in mm-hmm. so that's tough so sometimes the the smaller stats like how many followers grew and, and those right. kind of things help make that um more palatable for people yeah. who are it's hard yeah. to justify right yeah. do you feel that i think so i think i think brands are starting to get they don't you know at first it was like th- that social media was a magic secret sauce that oh i'll just i'll just put facebook posts and i'll sell all these products and well it's little more than that and i think they're starting to see that more i don't find as much pushback is like why is anything happening in the first week you know i don't see that as much as i did at first right. Um, Which but is good. It, yeah, but it's still, there's still like, you know, and that's why we're like, you're saying reporting comes in. Well, okay. You talked about stats and I, and this is kind of veering off, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this because it does have something to do with the holidays. Um, you know, black Friday was, um, a lot of mobile users used it. They, I think it was the record thing for mobile sales this year. Um, but as we look at our stats, you know, a lot of people, and, and, and we've been very public about it at social media examiner as well, is that we're seeing Facebook reach, you know, plummet for a page and we're seeing some other stuff kind of, you know, it's starting to move more to pay to play. How important do you think that is for brands coming up in this next year? I mean, are you seeing the same thing as like stuff falling off and you're having to work harder to get the same amount of reach as you were before? 
Definitely. You do have to work harder and posting more content isn't the answer anymore, believe it or not. For a while, it was like you could push a little bit more, more content out and that would help. But I don't think that's the answer anymore. I'm really over my 2006, 17 out of 16 is more quality and less just pushing up a lot of content. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it doesn't help. Believe right. it or not, it used to be that you could just post more things and do a little bit more variety. But Facebook wants us to do live video, and they're you know they're really pushing it. So doing live video is the only is the only way to do get organic reach right now. Um, so there, it's low cost, but it depends on who you are. You know, are you at a company where someone feels comfortable going on? Do you have something you can share? It is more challenging for different companies in different brands. Are you B2B or B2C? Like there's so many different factors in it, but, um, you know, we're playing on Facebook's platform. We have to, we have to do what they want. So you definitely do have to work Facebook promoted posts and Facebook ads into your budget for the next year. The good news is it's not ridiculously expensive, right. you know, hundred dollars a month for a small business. You can do like really, really great things on your page. And you can, you can super target too. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's not like it's, you know, five, you know, it's not huge amounts of money, but it is some money. So the good news is it's not, on, it's, it's still affordable for small businesses and individuals, um, but it's not um, a choice to do it or not anymore. If that's where your main platform is and you want it to grow, you do have to invest some money. Gotcha. A little so bit, at least. Other than the super secret tool you're talking about, do you have a go to <laughs> you have a good go tool go to tool for scheduling social media that you like to use for I mean, you do it natively in Facebook and a lot of people do that, right? Most most people I do I do a lot of native in Facebook because I just feel like it does better. Um, but I also schedule into Sprout Social for Facebook, for Twitter, and for LinkedIn. And then I use Tailwind for my Pinterest because right. Tailwind is just, awesome. I love Tailwind. I know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do without Tailwind. I love them so much. Um, it just makes my Pinterest so amazing right. um, because otherwise I still do kind of go on pin sprees on Pinterest. Now that there's smart feed, I feel like they don't, you're like not punished for going on like, oh my God, like 85 cookie okay. recipe. <laughs> Like I still do that sometimes, but I try to schedule things out. Sometimes I don't. Um, and then I use Planoli, which is, um, I'm going to put it, I'll type it in here. I absolutely love them for Instagram. Um, they, everything on there is great. Oh, I don't have my, how do you have my phone right now? You know what I, you know, you mentioned Spout Social. I really like um, using, I've been using Agora Pulse and I'm a big fan of that because it's kind of the same thing and I really, really like it. And they have good reporting too. So uh, yes. And see, you keep talking about this, and I still haven't played with it much, but being able to schedule that and see it, yeah. Okay, but so you can do, this is what you can do. You can schedule things, so it shows what I have scheduled, right? Or if I don't have things scheduled, these are things that I haven't posted, but I might want to. Mm -hmm. So do you- so, That I can just click on it and do it. But wait, let me show you one more secret open before I move on. If I want to do um, user-generated content, mm -hmm. and I want it to be for, pick a hashtag. Um, Social media marketing. I don't know. That's a really good one, Jeff. <laughs> uh, Christmas two thousand. Christmas two thousand sixteen. Okay, let's do that because we're talking about the holidays. Right. So, so, do you go when you're making these posts for Instagram? Like you're doing all your holiday posts. Do you sit down in one session and plan out like, okay, I've got all I and craft all these Instagram posts already? Or are you still 
Because I know you take a lot of pictures. Okay. So this is the hashtag, and the, all these you can schedule right into Instagram from there. You can regram right from this app. Finding user-generated content. So you could do that, or like say I was going to look for artist social people, just in case I was like, if I was right. doing a book promotion, I can search. Because I actually find like a lot of people that post and they don't tag me, but they'll use a hashtag. Right. So if I wanted to schedule something like somebody's book, I could just go in there and do that. And it and it's really not that expensive. I mean, it's like what fourteen dollars a month or something like that. Yeah, and it's great to work with teams. They have like cute little plans. It's really inexpensive, um, and they have really those, that feature alone. Like a social media examiner, for example, if you wanted to do a bunch of conference generated content from mm -hmm. last year, right. you could go in there and just schedule stuff out. So it's worth it. Like, and this it just makes it so easy to use. Very um, yeah. So. I love them. So, so those did, are the three that I use the most. I wish you could have just one thing, I know. but I, it doesn't seem to be the case that that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Agora Pulse is close. They really are. I really, really like their stuff. Yeah. And so, um, and especially their Instagram thing, I really like it. I mean, there's not a real scheduler for Instagram when we all, we talked about that. Yeah. It but, just goes and, but the way it does it is like the other ones where it gives you a reminder and you copy and paste it and it's, it, Allowing you to plan it out on a calendar is very, very helpful. And then copy your hashtags or whatever. So I really, really like that. So when you're sitting down, uh, like for if, you, your wait, if you guys are watching live, comment below and tell us what your favorite. Yeah. yeah know, what great. do you guys use? Yeah. So do you go like you're, I mean, you take a bunch of pictures. Do you have them already cropped and, and maybe just sitting there waiting for you to, you know, I could. but I you could don't do that. that. But, okay. I, but I never do, okay. <laughs> especially for Instagram, because I'm usually like a spur of the moment girl, right? I'm like, what right. am I thinking about today? So today, like it's, if it's Thursday or Friday, then I'm like, can I do a later gram from one of my travel pictures? And then I go back. My phone, I never delete photos from my phone. I no. have so many pictures. On That's my what's phone. awesome about having this these big phone space, you know, know space right? Yeah. I'm always like, Oh, I just keep loading it on there. So I could do that. And I'm actually, I'm hoping to do more of that actually in 2017. It's one of my goals is to take more photos with my really good camera. Cause I do have, I don't even know if it's around here. Nope. I do have a good Fuji camera mm -hmm. <laughs> that I actually still take some things for Instagram. Um, so I'm hoping to do more of that and do more of my own photos um, for everything. Is there an image creating? And I know there's one that you're going to tell us about, but is there, um, is there one that you really like on Instagram that you use for your posts? I know you use Adobe Spark. Go cam for a photo okay. editing. Okay. Like if I, if I want to do some, like it has like great filters and stuff in there. Um, so VSCO um, yeah. app, it's for yeah. um, iOS and Android. Um, and that's, that's the one that I like to use. A lot of really big Instagrammers use that one. You can do great things in there. I will do Facetune occasionally for some things. Those are the two that I use. I try to, honestly, I'm trying to use lot, like less apps. I have so many apps on my phone. It's crazy. I try to, I'm trying to like pare it down. I feel like we've overcomplicated social media to the point where it's like, and then I use 85 apps for this. And it, it's like, we're trying, it's, we're talking about making things easier for the holidays. And yet, you know, we've made our lives so Right. Freaking complicated, right? <laughs> I use two. I use in light, which for me is like Photoshop in the phone. And I usually all mine I usually have a vignette on the outside of mine and I just love the way I know Instagram has one, but I just like the way they do it. And then I use uh, Adobe Spark because I 
because I am layout challenged and that helps me with layout because it's really, really good. I actually take stuff from Adobe Spark and bring it into Photoshop because I like the way the, like the text is laid out, but I want to do something else. So it's it's very, very cool. I love Adobe Spark. You'd be surprised to know a lot of people do that with Adobe Spark. They had um, they just had um, Matt, Max, their huge Adobe creativity conference, which I, I hope I get to go to next year. But they um, tons of the Photoshop users are doing the same thing with Spark. Photoshop's mm -hmm. amazing because it does so many things, but right. sometimes you don't want to, you don't necessarily want to spend that much time on something. So using Spark, you have a lot of the great qualities of Photoshop, but exactly, um, it's it's just faster because especially for text layout, because I mean, you know, you can you can do everything in text on Photoshop, and this making it simple and just dragging it and, pu and putting it in there, it's really good. Eileen says uh, she uses Viral Tag for Pinterest, Instagram, and slowly migrating her tweets over from Buffer. That's very very cool, and. She's uh she's agrees that trying to get one app, she's saying trying to move it over to Viotech for accounts. And so yeah, Buffer's hard to get rid of too. I really like Buffer for uh it's hard to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. I really it's like Buffer. No, I really like Buffer. I mean I, I still use that. Every, I know I was just day. kidding, it was just the you said it. So let me give you a quick Adobe trick that a lot of people don't realize they can do. If you make a great say this is one that I made for mm -hmm. a blog post. If you love this one, make your own template out of it. You can just hit the duplicate button. And then you can reuse that one and then it adds it back. So instead of ruining my little template, I just created a new one of it. Now I can change that one. I can change the text. I can change the photo in the background and move it around a little bit. But that I like that one. Like it was a good Pinterest pin. Right. It's a good little format. Um, getting Trello notifications. Um, <laughs> a little secret. I use that all the time for like the one I did of you that had uh, – keep it simple uh, keep it simple sweetheart where i have like big decks that is what I, I have a template that i've done the same thing and then i take that and put it to photoshop and then i have i have something i can use so very very and cool jeff can you you're um you've been doing a lot of animations in mm -hmm. adobe right so are, are you seeing more engagement with the animated posts on twitter and yeah. instagram yeah and it's interesting because you know they report it as views and then you have to click inside of it to see the likes and so you get a and so it you need to make sure you're looking at both because sometimes you're preparing because it auto, auto plays and people scroll through it but yeah we really get some good engagement on those uh, uh animations that we're doing on social media examiner so uh you know a lot of times you know like even last year there's and don't do video on Instagram. Well, now Instagram is moving all to a video. And so, yeah. you know, play with it, see what works good on your account. And, and we're seeing a lot of good engagement with it. So have you seen Instagram live? I've been trying to get, I update my phone every day, trying to see if I can have it. And I don't <laughs> like have every five minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see if there's somebody on right now. So Instagram has a new feature where you can go live like a Facebook live, but you're on Instagram. No, nobody that I know is on live. And when somebody's on up in this little section, it they'll, they'll show them and it'll have this little teeny live thing. And then you know that you can click on that and it's actually live. It's so cool. I keep, testing i keep checking but i don't have it either i'm like come on that's really but it looks really cool and i don't know if there's a time limit on those but they're really promoting it by like actively showing you things and instagram stories are a great way to do short little videos we did a couple i did a couple right before we went live just to say hey we're right. gonna be live click on here you know and then people can watch it later if they want but and it's a great yeah. way to um engage with your audience that's already following you. I, I find it really good for engagement. If you ask a question, most times somebody will, you know, 
answer. I mean, it's just it's. I think it's a really good way to 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 people who are following you is engaging with them. Um, yeah. So we're talking about you're talking about live video. Let's jump into that. So for the holidays, what could you do? Um, either Facebook Live or even Instagram Stories or Snapchat Stories or whatever um, to kind of engage your audience around the holidays. I mean, I don't know how effective it would be to sit there and and sit there and watch uh, little Timmy uh, unwrap the presents if you're a brand or something. But so what what do you what would you suggest from ideas for businesses to do maybe with live video? Because like you mentioned before, live video is hot. It, Facebook's promoting it and it's good on stories. So what do you think? Okay. Uh, I would definitely use it. Think of a way that you can fit it in. If you're a small business, obviously you could do holiday specials in your store. You could do videos. You could do a thank you video to your clients. If you're a business that doesn't have a product, you could just make like a thank you um, video. As the mannequin challenge is super popular. You could make a little mannequin challenge video and just say, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can work it in. I think this time till the end of the year and then the beginning of January, again, it's a good time to just say like, we appreciate you as a client. I don't think you can say that enough. I right. think people really appreciate the fact that, you know, if you just say, thank you for being your client, we hope you have a great holiday, you know, or you could even do an update on your hours. Like we're going to be closed, you know, for the holiday weekend. So we just wanted to like give you a peace out and, you know, there's so use it for communication on your holiday hours if you're going to be open longer you could post you know hey we're going to be here you know from this time to this time and obviously we've seen tons of holiday specials you know for um black friday through um cyber monday which it seemed like it went on all week and it's still going on it's right. like people are just trying to extend those right. you know sales because people are selling so much so um yeah, I think that it is effective for people if they have things online that they're marketing to think of a way that you can do it for your company. There's, you know, make it unique to your company or kind of come up, you know, re redo an idea that you've done in the, the past that was right. successful. But think of ways that you can get out, out front because every page that I manage, when you do video on it, it does better. Right. Um, even the chemical company that I manage, you know, when the, when the salespeople do, when I make that, when I force them to be on camera, people love it because those are the people that they work with. And, you know, and my husband is, he's like the, he's the vice president of the company and he knows so much about the industry. He really hates being on camera, but I force him every once in a while right. because people love it. When I get together with people from Germany, when the chemists are there, I ask them questions on camera and people love it. So you think that in the dry cleaning industry, that would, it's very hard. It's a challenge, but there's ways that you can do it and people really love it. They want to know if they're clients of yours, they love you for some reason. So what's that reason and how can you bring that to a video? Whether it's just talking with them, showing your products, showing how people are using your products. Um, you could do client testimonials as videos. Mm -hmm. There's so many different ways. One of the things I run a, a chocolate factory, uh, and one of the things, Willy Wonka. Kind of, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Uh, <laughs> so what they did is they, and it was so, and I was like, I don't know if I should post this, but it was these, it was their their ladies, and it's all handmade chocolate. So they're actually, you know, like they have gloves on, but they're dipping their finger in chocolate and and flicking it over to make the lines and all this stuff. Well, they got behind the scenes and did this little wrap, and I thought, oh, and I posted it. People loved it. So I think if you have fun, you know, and show those behind the scenes things of the holiday, you know. When, you know, your receptionist was wearing a Santa Claus hat, and, you know, people like that stuff and it makes them more real. And I think, yeah, use that, you know, don't go too long. Don't be, you know, don't do one, you know, every five minutes, you know, but 
space it out and show them behind the scenes stuff and show them your personality. I think, I think I've even seen three minutes is still kind of the, yeah. the range for video. So it doesn't have to be long. It can right. be very short. So just come up with a, like, it doesn't even have to be hundred percent scripted. Just make a little outline. Like we're just going to show, you know, how this fudge is made and talk about the different flavors that we have for the holiday and, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, make it short and sweet and don't forget to introduce yourself. I think that's one thing that people forget a lot is to say who they are and, you know, Right. Blah, blah, blah. And one awesome thing is that Facebook now has the um, auto captioning that if you if you do a video, you can go and edit it to do captions. So it gives That's really um, cool. people who don't listen, who are only catching it without the sound. Hopefully it makes them interested. Oh, they're talking about Instagram. I'd love to learn about Instagram. Right. So that's on, a, on an upload. I'm not sure if it would do it on a live. They're, they have it. I don't It's hard to say how they're choosing what things are going where if some things are in this app and not in that app so facebook yeah you know, well, thanks for making it easy that's right that's why you need social media managers uh, eileen has a question she goes uh you know back to instagram uh live do they move to the front of the line when they are live do you know like if you're i believe they do. Okay. i think when somebody is live because there is actually people that were live that i don't follow hmm. but they were live and so they yeah, it's, they're definitely, um, they put the people who you engage with most. And I actually, they, uh, they put people that I engage with on Facebook. I just noticed somebody that I don't engage with even that much on Instagram, but she had a story and so it showed it. So it looks like they're combining the activity. Gotcha. Instagram, and, which is- and the thing to be careful of as marketers is I have a feeling just like in stories where you can mute people and send them back to the back of the line with, and, you don't see them again until you go and click on it to see their stories. You can mute people. I have a feeling that will probably come to live as well. And so make sure when you're doing live that you're providing value and, you know, something that people want to see because it'll be easy to turn it off. And I think, you know, we talked about, you know, the reach dying and content shock and all that stuff. And so, and Peg had a great uh, article on um, boosting your uh, social media posts. And you talked about how, Quality is going to be more and more and more important, especially this year. Yeah. Don't you agree with that? Yeah. I think that it's so noisy that people who aren't going to, you know, take the time to craft something special, it's going to go away. So, yeah, you need to have a plan before you go live. That's a thing. I mean, you can do good short ones, but, you know, unless you're a celebrity, people aren't going to be interested in in seeing you just like, and so whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you know, if, and when you're done, if you have made your point, then your your video should be done. <laughs> like, don't just stay on. I mean, you see people just, I don't know. That's Periscope. I think that's part of the reason that I stopped Periscoping um, is there was just such a, like, it was all marketers talking about marketing. Right. They're like, how to Periscope? This is how you Periscope. And it gets so meta. And it's like, who, it, at some point, people aren't interested in that anymore. Eileen says, she goes, she doesn't think people will take our advice, though, because it'll be a hot mess with live video on Instagram. I think you're right, and it'll die down because they'll get muted. I think that's what will happen. Oh, Anna asked a great question, and Peg and I were going off about this before uh, the show. Uh, did you guys get the update on Pinterest, which enables you to showcase your top boards via desktop? And this ties right into the holiday marketing thing, because if you're smart and you have, like, holiday theme boards on Pinterest, now you can highlight them. And so... They show up right on your profile. It's very, very cool. 
Uh, it's you, you may not have it yet. Um, I got mine yesterday and it's only on desktop. I guess it's going to mobile as well. So it said, yeah, it said it's mobile. I don't have it. It does not show on mobile for me. Right. Um, it's called Pinterest Showcase. Yes. So you can showcase five boards, I think Jeff said. I love it. I, it's like dynamic. It makes this little slideshow at the top. And if you have Shopify pins, if you have buyable pins, those will automatically go into that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a great way for people to actually sell things. I actually noticed another thing on Pinterest when I was looking at this update. They just did a couple. It's really a lot about buying and shopping. Yeah. Um, let me see if it was on desktop or and the thing yeah, with, like right at the top. If you see, there's a little shopping bag. See and, that little shopping. And that follows you around. Supposedly, it's you know they've been talking about them for a while. It's supposed to sh go follow you around from like if you go to desktop to mobile. Like if you put something in your shopping cart on mobile. You can go on desktop and buy it. And so it's supposed to follow you around, which is very, very cool. Pinterest yeah. is smart. They're going to make some money doing this um, uh, shopping stuff. And so keep an eye on them. I'm gonna really, I'm really interested to see how Black Friday went with them, how much traffic and sales they drove, because I have a feeling it's quite a bit. But uh, these new boards are awesome. Uh, you don't have to have five, but you have room for five. If you only have one, you only just have, like do your blog posts, that will be the only one that shows up. Uh, if you want to showcase five, they'll you can people can scroll through them with a little arrow button. But go to your profile on Pinterest. Like for me, it'd be uh, Pinterest.com forward slash Jeff C, and you can see that. And you can also see other people. So um, yeah, that's how you can I, I like it. They really are geared for shopping. And Pinterest buyable. Have you bought anything from Pinterest stuff? Have you done it yet? I have not. My wife has. You have to do it. It's it's the, it's easier than Amazon one click shopping. I know it's scary. It's scary for you know for a husband. <laughs> well, My yeah. wife is spinning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I like buying on Pinterest, and I save things, and I, it sends you an email if the price goes down. So there's a lot of good things about Pinterest buyable pins. Right. So it, the other question I want to have for you before we uh, there's some questions from the audience I want to get to, but um, for holiday images, um, do you go ahead and like you know do you change your Facebook uh, main picture? Do you when it comes to the holidays, do you have like um, I guess it'd be like a uh, oh gosh I had it in my mind, but a like a package that you have a media kit or something that you have for the holidays that you throw on all your accounts to make it holiday themed. Um, I do holiday themes for clients on Facebook pages. I don't necessarily change them for Twitter and everything else. I usually focus on changes for Facebook because I feel like that's noticed more. I don't know. I, I just do. Um, and then I always make sure to click the Facebook cover once I load it and put some text in there. Mm -hmm. So when it goes out, um, and they're very well received. Okay. Um, so I do, I do that. It goes out as a Facebook post in the news feed, and they still get some good activity. So I do that. I don't always do it for my own personal ones, though. Do you do it for your personal pages? I use. There's one well, last year. I, I and I'll probably do it again this year where I have like Christmas lights in my beard and I put that one up and they people like that. And so I do that for my personal one. But I do like for the chocolate factory. They had Christmas products, so of course we highlighted that for the thing. The same thing with Thanksgiving. So I, I think it just depends on you know. I think making it look like your account's not stagnant. And, yes. you know, I think that's important. And they go, oh, this, they took the time to do this. So it's really not that hard. There's so many good uh, clip art, if, you know, for, you know, just don't be tacky. You know, don't yeah. know if it's going to be tacky and, you know, like, 
old clip art. I mean, do a photo, do a nice Christmas photo or something. Well, and it's on Facebook, you have the great, you know, you have the link in there that you can lead people to. So it's good to utilize that if you have holiday things and just do a little link there to like for sign up for to mm -hmm. join an event. Anything that you have going on, you, you know, if you're a local small business, you have an open house for a certain night, you could, you know, at, you can use it as advertising space right. for sure. Just don't make it a hard sell, but you can definitely invite people to um, click the link. I, I have a little arrow that goes on mine to mine, and I just change what I have in there, you know, every once in a while. But it's definitely a good idea to keep it fresh and keep it, you know, on. Otherwise, it does. It seems like there's nothing new when people, right. you know, I just feel like when you go and they haven't changed things in a long time, it's just not good. But I feel that more for brands than individuals, I don't feel the same. Do you? I don't know. It seems you know, so I, that it seems different to me, even though I have a Facebook page and a profile. Yeah, I'll click on graphics more that uh, I mean, are on articles or something that I see that is more holiday theme because I think it's more rare for brands. So I would look at doing that. It's like, you know, um, I saw something there was like, um, you know, 15 social media marketers talk about the holidays. Well, I clicked on that to see what it was, you know, to see who's talking about what. And so I think like if you were doing, you know, uh, like your example, dry cleaning would be something like, you know, how to take eggnog out of a you know, dress or something like that where people would be, oh, that that might be a little more clicks than something else, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I think. Yeah, it, you can definitely tie into the holidays to get more traffic. A lot of bloggers do that and they write articles, especially this time of year, you know, mm -hmm. what's, you know, what are the trends going to be for the next year right. or, you know five ways that Santa Claus can help in your marketing. Like there's definitely ways to tie it in. As long as you're authentic and really giving value with them, it's a great way to tie in for things that are popular. Very cool. Well, let's go um, into some of our questions. And this is from uh, Garish, I think is how you pronounce her name. But she goes, hey, Jeff, I want to know whether Pinterest or Instagram is best suited for sharing recipes and to create a huge following on the food niche and why. Wow, that's a Good question. You know, <laughs> everything takes time. That was the first thing I would say. So there's no magic bullet in social media. But what do you think, Peg? Pinterest or Instagram for sharing recipes? Oh, wow. I would say both together would be a good, good thing because Pinterest, you know, if you have a blog and you set up recipe pins, those are amazing. People do love them. But then with Instagram, which is more of a timely kind of platform, when you post a new recipe, you could post it on Instagram and lead people to your Pinterest pin with the full recipe on it. So I would say both because people love food pictures on Instagram, mm -hmm. but then but then you get the recipes actually on Pinterest right. or your website. And the cool thing is, is they're rolling out now on Pinterest is this native video and like they have uh, deals already with Food Network and like Tasty Made and all those people and they're getting some really big playtime on Pinterest. And Pinterest has said that they want to have Pinterest be a place where long form video is, you know, everything else is, you know, you see it on Facebook where it's, you know, really quick, you know, fast recipes. Yeah. Well, they want it to be where you can set your, you know, iPad and see a recipe and watch it and then pin that stuff. I mean, so watch Pinterest as they go on uh, for food bloggers and recipes, what's going to happen there because it's kind of cool. The stuff. They're yeah. Doing. I, but I would say both are great for food blogging. Pinterest, I think is a, you know, with the recipe pins and all the things, I think Pinterest, I would definitely spend a lot of time there getting my images the right way, mm -hmm. you know, search for some popular pins for food pins to see what they look like and get, um, cause grid pins are popular. How to's are popular. You could show a, f a few of the steps and then lead to the blog post. Um, 
for the recipe. But Instagram would be a great place to get that, you know, get more awareness for your. I, I think so. And also be, you know, everybody is wanting you to stay on one platform now. And that's why Pinterest is doing that. You know, even some of these recipe pins, you can see the entire recipe right now on uh, Pinterest. And why would I click over to your blog? So you're going to have to weigh some right. stuff to see. Now, Instagram, and I found this out, uh, and my, my friend Mike Alton told me about this, is to, and another way you could probably repurpose some of this stuff is once you post like your image of the recipe on your, you know, like let's say you're doing holiday uh, fruitcake, and you want to, you have a great image of that fruitcake and you post it to Instagram, well, share it automatically to your Facebook account, link those up. And I've noticed, and Mike Alton and some other people is, is your reach shoots up and you do it when you tie them in that way. And I really see but, you do that. Yeah, but the, here's the problem with that. <laughs> it's you, good. Do you, you think have, it's fake numbers? No, I don't think it's fake numbers because okay. I think Facebook's favoring that right now and they like that. They want right. you to tie two things together, but you have to make sure that you're not sharing something over that has tons of hashtags in it. Oh, I call edit it. That's what I mean. Yeah, but edit. some people are not editing it. <laughs> So it is a good idea, but if I post a whole, you know, then you need to know if you're going to do that, be aware of what you're posting on Instagram and know that you need to go right to Facebook to and edit change. it, right. to take out if you have a ton of hashtags. If you have one or two, it's okay. Yeah. And so if you're going to do that, just do one or two in your original Instagram post and then do the rest of your hashtags in your comment on Instagram. Then you don't even have to go edit it. Just know what your plan is. Make sure that you're being... Right. you know, nice to all the platforms because I have seen a bunch of people posting Instagram to Facebook with like six or seven hashtags and it's just. And she said it to me thing. because I've done that on our social, small business social page. because I forgot to, to go and do that before. That's why she's. Probably I sorry. edited that. No. Oh, did you? <laughs> anyway, so that. No, that's, but I'm just saying in general, right. it's a good idea, but just plan for it. So plan by putting a few in the, in the post and then the rest in the comments, if you don't want to go back and edit. Very cool. Before we go, last kind of question. Um, do you know of any hot hashtags right now for holiday stuff on uh, Instagram that you would use? Well, you know, there's. I, I had my little thing and I just put it down. So if you guys have this little Tailwind planner, I, ooh, I love this little Tailwind planner. And it gives you little hashtags. So right now for the holidays, oop, they didn't have December in there. Where's December? Yes, they do. So they have like all the Hanukkah ones. They have family, happy holidays, New Year's, New Year's Eve, Merry Christmas, Christmas 2016. And then there's all your winter ones as well because you have winter, winter wonderland, mm -hmm. winter time, insta winter. So think about um, what fits with your brand and what, what is in your image. So if you're doing holiday, if you're talking about any holiday stuff, definitely, you know, search the hashtag to see what's in there and then sure, tie it in. You know, if you're, if you're picking... Um, some holiday hashtags, make sure that you're not using all hashtags that have millions and millions of people on them. You know, you want to do a mix of like high and low kind of like some that are super popular and then some that are super relevant that, you know, where your content won't, might not get buried right, right away. Because it's nice if you can get into the top of the hashtag hub things. So, you know, go with the super popular one and then try to, um, you know, work in some that are, you know, maybe 100,000. Right. you know, posts, you know, do you have a number that you usually do like three real popular ones? And then, yeah, the I just kind of, I do like one, I do like two or three really popular. And then I try to do ones that are, you know, really specific to my content that maybe aren't as popular, but the content really fits. 
So I, I kind of gauge it by that. Like if I have, if I'm working with brand stuff, then you have all the brand relevant things. And, you know, if you have, if you're, your chocolate company, there's so many good hashtags, you know, right. there's food hashtags, holiday hashtags. Right. So mix it up and see what works best. Cause I'm testing it's definitely best, but with the holiday stuff, just don't do all of the really, really popular ones. Um, mix it up. So they're not buried. Do you ever create your own hashtag like uh, Christmas at the Fitzpatrick's or anything like that? I mean, <laughs> um, usually, uh, sometimes I make them up if it's like part of my conversation, right. like, you know, uh, but usually I don't. Art of Social is the only one that I use that's kind of a made up one. I haven't done any, I don't do personal things like that. So I really don't like travel with Peg or something like right, that. Right, right, yeah. No, I haven't done that. Well, I, like, guess it, I like to use ones that other people use. You know, I think if you're doing a hashtag just for you, what's the benefit of, are you ever going to use that? Would you ever use a travel with peg hashtag? No, that would be stupid. But it so, would, I guess it would be to find more stuff that you've done. Because, I mean, I've had people, I've never, you know, on Facebook, and I know you hate hashtag on Facebook, but I use, <laughs> somebody asked me to put one on my, I do these Jeff seeing posts that are funny. And they said, hey, do it so we can find it. And so I went, all right. And so that's why I do it now, because somebody asked. I don't hate them. I'm just saying I'm, they're not popular. Right, they're not. Yours, yours are relevant, and they work for you, and then right. people can find them. So those totally make sense. But for me, I've never had any. I do thanks a latte, my thanks a latte yeah, yeah. post. And I use that. And then co there's a bunch of coffee people that use that on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But nobody else uses it. So thanks a latte is the only one. But, you know, I do see that for other things, but they're always relevant to coffee. So it always fits right. with what my post is. So yeah. mine is kind of a combination. Like, it's a thanks a latte for people that follow me. It's just, I think, a cute hashtag. Um, yeah. You know, so and it's easy to remember for people. It's easy to spell. So that's how I picked it. You know, it has a lot of ways that it works. And I think didn't I think Joy, Joy like Jody Oaken uses like college cash for hers. Yeah, hers is her college. That's her chat that ties in yeah. with her Twitter chat as well. So yeah, so for, it just has to make sense for your brand. So, well, Peg, as awesome, we're coming to the end of our time. You've been awesome today. But first of all, tell us where we can find you. I mean, you're everywhere, but where? What's a good uh, place to find you? Um, I'm Peg Fitzpatrick everywhere. So find your favorite social platform and check out Peg Fitzpatrick because I'm pretty much there. <laughs> and you have something <laughs> so, um, very cool today too going on. Oh yeah, I do. I have an Instagram webinar later at one. I don't even know what time it is. Is it one o'clock Eastern? I don't know what time it is now. An hour or two. <laughs> yeah. I put the link in the chat. So if you see that okay, there. Hey. Yeah, I'll be doing an Instagram webinar with Sue Zimmerman, the Instagram expert, later to talk about, um, it's going to be like case studies for the ways that people are making money on Instagram. Very, very So, good. yeah. And then, Jeff, if you could share the link, just if you guys give um, Adobe Spark a try, if you haven't done that, that would be awesome. Right um, thanks for so many awesome questions. You guys were, like, amazing. Yeah, very cool. And Adobe, I mean, they've got some great holiday-themed um uh, layouts already that you can modify, you know, Peg showed you how to make your own template and stuff like that. So uh, if you're trying to figure out, okay, what to post or you have clients that you need stuff to lay out for, there's a link there. Um, it's desktop and it's iOS. Is it just iOS? Yeah, right. Okay. No Android. Yes. Later. Yeah. It's very, very cool. And they have a whole suite, you know, they have a, a spark post, they have spark video. And so, I mean, it's just a really good, uh, cool tool that lets you make some really, really cool graphics. So that's guys, free. Yeah, I love yes. free stuff. And as always, I'd love for you guys to go over to manlypinterestips.com, click on the sidebar and sign up to be a part of our email community where you'll never miss a great 
episode like we had here with Peg today. So everybody, thanks a bunch and have a great holiday season. We will talk to you later. Thank you for having me, John. Thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone. One pin at a time.